Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Transformation Radio. Yeah, isn't it amazing how a man can find himself alone? Calling to the darkness for an answer that he's never known Yeah, isn't it amazing how God can take a broken man Yeah, let him find a fortune, let him ruin it with his own two hands And he climbs on up the hill on a rock on which he stands looks back at the crowd he looks down at his hands and he says I am a difference maker oh I am a difference maker oh I am only one that speaks to him I am friendliest to friends of God seen and I have felt the fire get put out by too much gasoline. We're all strangers passing through a place in town. Afternoon, life is but a vision in a window that we're peeking through. Helpless conversation with a man who says he cares a lot. It's a passive confrontation about who might throw a punch or not. We are all transgressors. We're all sinners. We're all astronauts. So if you're beating death, then raise your hand. But shut up if you're not. Cause I am a difference maker. Oh, I am only one who speaks to him. And I am friendliest of friends of God. 
And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative will come from the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verses 1 through 17. The writer uses uh, the story from Genesis to show that Christ is even greater than Abraham, father of the Jewish nation, and Levi, Abraham's descendant. So the uh, Jewish priesthood, made up of Levi's descendants, was inferior to Melchizedek's priesthood, that is a type of Christ's priesthood. Now Jesus' high priestly role was superior to that of any priest of Levi, because the Messiah was a priest of a higher order. If the Jewish priests and their laws had been able to save people, why would God need to send Christ as a priest, who came not from the tribe of Levi, which of course is the priestly tribe, but from the tribe of Judah? The animal sacrifices had to be repeated, and they offered only temporary forgiveness. But Christ's sacrifice was offered once, and it offers total and permanent forgiveness. Under the new covenant, the Levitical priesthood was canceled in favor of Christ's rule as high priest. Because Christ is our high priest, we need to pay attention to him. No minister, leader, or Christian friend can substitute for Christ's work and for his role in our salvation. All right, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. November 5th, the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 17. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem, and also a priest of God Most High. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice, and king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests, who are descendants of Levi, must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who are also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham, and Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing is greater than the one who is blessed. The priests who collect tithes are men who die. So Melchizedek is greater than they are, because we are told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek, when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. For although Levi wasn't born yet, the seed from which he came was in Abraham's body, when Melchizedek collected the tithe from him. So if the priesthood of Levi, on which the law was based, could have achieved the perfection God intended, why did God need to establish a different priesthood, with a priest in the order of Melchizedek instead of the order of Levi and Aaron? And if the priesthood is changed, the law must also be changed to permit it. For the priest we are talking about belongs to a different tribe, whose members have never served at the altar as priests. What I mean is, 
Our Lord came from the tribe of Judah, and Moses never mentioned priests coming from that tribe. This change has been made very clear since a different priest who is like Melchizedek has appeared. Jesus became a priest, not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, You're a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 105, verses 37 through 45. God's purpose for saving the Israelites was that they would follow His decrees and obey His instructions. You know, He's still trying to get us to do that, isn't He? Too often we use our lives and freedom to please ourselves. But we really should be honoring God. This is God's purpose for our lives and why He gave us His Word. Psalm 105, verses 37 through 45. The Lord brought His people out of Egypt loaded with silver and gold, and not one among the tribes of Israel even stumbled. Egypt was glad when they were gone, for they feared them greatly. The Lord spread a cloud above them as a covering, and gave them a great fire to light the darkness. They asked for meat, and He sent them quail. He satisfied their hunger with manna, bread from heaven. He split open a rock, and water gushed out to form a river through the dry wasteland for he remembered his sacred promise to his servant Abraham. So he brought his people out of Egypt with joy, his chosen ones with rejoicing. He gave his people the lands of pagan nations, and they harvested crops that others had planted. All this happened so they would follow his decrees and obey his instructions. Praise the Lord! Proverbs chapter 27, verse 3 A stone is heavy, and sand is weighty, but the resentment caused by a fool is even heavier. Now, can you help me say? Oh, what cloudy 
Here's today's In Touch devotion. Today's scripture reading begins in verse 1 of Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in your faithfulness, in your righteousness. And do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight no man living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. He has made me dwell in dark places, like those who have long been dead. Therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart is appalled within me. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse on the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul longs for you as a parched land. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I will become like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way in which I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. Yesterday, we saw some of the areas where insecurity shows up. Now we turn our attention to its effects. To start, insecure people have difficulty establishing good, lasting relationships. They simply cannot see how they could add value to anyone else's life. This is a tragic loss, because every one of us needs deep and meaningful friendships to help us grow. Also, men and women with insecurity are often seen as prideful or snobbish. Lack of confidence may cause them to withdraw from others, which can easily be mistaken for an act of arrogance. They can thereby give the impression that they simply don't want to be around others. What's more, insecurity frequently leads to indecisiveness and fear. People can be so consumed with self-doubt that they can't make any decision at all. They wonder, what if I make a mistake? Well, so what if they do? Making mistakes is one of the best ways to learn how to do something correctly. Don't be afraid to try. Even if you don't succeed, you can at least rest in the fact that you did your best. After a while, insecure people typically become angry. When they go so long feeling so poorly about themselves, they start to resent the success and happiness of others. Can you see how something as subtle as a lack of confidence can have a debilitating effect on one's life? Don't let such devastation affect your relationships. Pray for the ability to recognize areas of self-doubt. And then, take a step toward freedom today by asking the Lord to heal your insecurities.
My name is Tyler Pack, 28 from Washington Courthouse. I had a great childhood, um, loving family. They uh, kept me safe, kept me away from, you know, any drugs or alcohol. But as I got older, high school, started experimenting, drinking, smoking. Didn't really get too out of control then. After I graduated, ended up getting a factory job, kept smoking. Got my own house, everything was going good. I was with a girl and we ended up splitting up. And uh, after that, I just kind of started to rebel. One of my buddies moved in from high school, got me introduced to heroin. In uh, 2007, started shooting heroin. Six months later, he uh, overdosed and died. And after that, I, I kind of quit cold turkey for a few years and uh, ended up starting pain pills in 2009. By uh, 2011, I caught some felonies, ended up going to a program, ended up doing some prison time. Actually, I came to the refuge um, for the first time in April 2014 and uh, stayed till July. And it was a really good place to come to, and I kind of left on a bad vibe, I guess, and really regretted it as soon as I left. I got hit even harder than before. I ended up overdosing a few times. I caught two more charges, and uh, by the grace of God, I'm still alive, and I'm glad to be back at the refuge. I'm currently going to second phase, and uh, I got a good group of guys around me. I love all you guys, all my brothers. Keep me through this. Guys down to phase one, just push through it. It ain't nothing. It's better to be in here living by the glory of God than out there living for the devil and, you know, waking up sick and going through the struggles that you do on the streets. Just stay strong. Love y'all. God bless.
Hi, my name is John Maxwell. Welcome to Minute with Maxwell. I have a friend I want you to meet. Would you introduce yourself, please? Sure. My name is Chris M. Sprague. I'm from Collegeville, Pennsylvania. Chris, I'm so glad to have you on our John Maxwell team. Chris is a certified trainer and coach with us, and uh, he's just a real joy to be around. Chris, what's our word for today? John, today I'd like you to speak on empower. Every successful leader empowers people. But here's what I have discovered. I'll bet you've discovered this. Insecure people don't empower anybody. You see, Chris, if, if you and I are on the team, and maybe I'm kind of the leader of the team, if I'm insecure, I won't empower you. I'm afraid that you're going to go out and do something better than me, and then what happens to me? Insecure people, see, they never can be successful because they only think of themselves. And they think, what's going to happen to me? You know, insecure people go through life with a continual safety net. They're never going to jump because they understand that they're not emotionally, physically, mentally able to take the pressure of the risk. But if I'm secure, Chris, I'll empower you. In fact, if I'm secure, I'll not only empower Chris, I'll truly want his success. And here's what I know. In fact, we teach this in our certification program. The reason we have successful coaches is because we want them to be a success. We want to empower people like you, Chris. We want to give you everything we've got. And then, you know what my goal for you is? My goal for you is not only to be empowered by us. My goal for you is to be better than me. I am going to consider my life a real disappointment if I don't have people I have mentored go farther than me and go beyond me and do a lot better than me. My success has to be determined not on what I've done. Been there, done that. My success has to be determined on people like you, Chris. And I empower you, my friend. Go out and take this world and make a difference.
There is no one more beautiful. You are beautiful, God. You are the most beautiful.
my best intentions But they all turn to dust I burned some bridges, learned some lessons Made me who I am today Somewhere between a sinner and a saint
Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.